2: Welcome to Monday's Terrace Podcast, I'm Graham Thillis, it's been a somewhat busy weekend I think it's fair to say, Uh, so today I'm joined by Craig Anderson, Hello. and I'm joined by Andy Harrow, and so with the the three of us we are absolutely ripe to, and uh, exactly the right people to discuss a cup final which featured neither of our teams, (laughs) um, and uh, the weekend's premiership action which I think some of us will be quite happy to talk about, others possibly less, so before we go on to anything um, we will have a, a quick round of hotties or notties and discuss the things which are hot in the streets and the stuff which is frozen like the rest of the country is at the moment. So who's got one for me? In my hotties, Christmas songs. Uh, I really like Christmas songs. I think like
3: like people can say they don't like them, and it's because you like hear like the same ones over and over again. But see, when you hear like new or like there, there, is, a, there is a really good collection of Christmas mm. songs out there, and they're just they're just the right like as long as you get the ones at the right level of cynical. They're not like completely you know commercially. They're just it's good. Um, so I've I've been thoroughly enjoying. I do have a personal rule about not starting until the first of December. So I've been kind of the last week or so been. Um, Interspersing it with my regular musical listening, and it's yeah, it's been it's been good fun. Well,
2: I actually have a, a Spotify playlist uh, which was put together by one of my very good friends who did a, a Christmas songs you won't hate playlist, which is a whole lot of bands I've never heard of doing Christmas mm-hmm. songs. that I also don't know, um, which is always very pleasant to listen yes. to when you get a bit too much wham in your life.
0: Yeah, I, I we were talking about it the other day about uh, number one, like the you kind of I, maybe I'm just too old now to remember the or. To hear about the number ones, I have no idea whether that's still a thing. But remember when you were younger and stuff, and having to like, there was a whole big countdown to who was going to be Christmas number one, and whether it was going to be chocolate, salty balls, or whatever it was mm. to become one or whatever. Um I think uh, the last one that I probably remember that was the the year was it Darkness and Mad World went yeah, up against yeah. each other. And, like, I think that that Darkness yeah, one's a kind of underrated Christmas song. Christmas song. Like, I don't, it's not had the pop that the. The other classics have had, but I think it's a pretty as it goes. It's that kind of way that it's like a proper song, but also Christmassy.
3: Uh, the last one I remember was when uh, Rage Against the Machine. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, actually, right, was, yeah. Uh, The last time I cared about it actually yeah. because it was, it was it was it was funny.
0: Who uh, who were they up against? That? I was the X Factor Joe 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 yeah yeah, Joe yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, they, then, they, yeah. they
2: played because uh, he never heard Rage Against the Machine. They played <laughs> it to him on the radio, and he's like. Why would anyone ever do that? Why would, <laughs> why would anyone make that much noise and be? It, it, it sounds really angry. Mm. Good. Yeah, yeah, good, 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 good. Uh, speaking of very angry, uh, my hottie is uh, VAR. Um, as we once again see that VAR is only really there if it benefits you. Uh, Stephen Gerald was highlighting that the SPFL and Scottish football, as we know, does not have VAR in it, and he's not totally for it. He thinks it would have been useful at the weekend. And that, that one particular on <laughs> that single incident which affected him <laughs> might, in some way, have been useful to have had VAR for him. So, yeah, really good, really good to see that VAR remains forefront in everyone's mind. Um, I actually stole—I am stealing this entirely from a pal who suggested that instead of having VAR uh, judging on the rules of the game. What VAR should instead be used is to uh, enforce the spirit of the game. So, for example, if a player is standing vaguely in the, the area of a goalkeeper but he's offside, has no involvement in the game, and somebody scores a raker from thirty yards at the top corner, by the letter of the law, technically the player is potentially offside, so the goal the goal is pulled back. In the spirit of the game, because it's a smashing goal against the stand. Similarly, offsides if it's fractions of an inch. Mm. Again, no, because it's not in the spirit of the game to do that. So instead of policing the rules of the game, VAR starts to, to starts to judge on the spirit of the game and what is. I mean, it's, it's all, it all seems to be fucking. Well, subjective, that's good right? So I think mm. like if
3: a goalkeeper scores, he could literally punch people on the way, like you know, yeah, dip yeah. A lot of length apart, elbows flying, kick <laughs> people. Does not matter. The spirit of the game is a goalkeeper must be allowed to score. <laughs> goalkeeper to, must uh, be allowed like it. to score
2: because it's great value and it's entertaining. <laughs> Because again, you're leaning into the idea that it is an entertainment to, and a thing and a sport mm. and a thing to be fun. So, VR, I mean, immediately fucking ditch it in the first place. Yeah. But if you must, then as it's in the spirit of Christmas, start managing the spirit of the game as opposed to yeah. managing the rules of the game.
0: So, do it. They- I don't know what the R would be, but it would be the V and A would be value added something. That would be the thing. Value, the vast system, yes, yes. So yes. The
2: volume, volume added, the volume added spirit system. Yeah, um, which work. I think is, I think that's a much better way to look at it. In any case, so yeah, um, bring in the spirit of the game laws.
0: So it's good. Um, uh, my holiday is actually a Christmas one as well. Just generally Christmas, I enjoy this period just before. Like forget all this cynicism. I actually quite like this period where folks start putting up their. Trees and it's now fine to put up trees and stuff, and like there's some nice decorations in the kind of parks and everything else in the street i quite like it it's nice i don't have to listen to they, they, like wham that much because i've got my headphones in when i'm in shops it's fine it's nice and everyone's like most folk are off on holiday unless you're working the detail sector in which case yeah. this is <laughs> yeah. awful but uh, yeah it was that, bad. I, yeah sorry it was, i
3: don't enough for me i what in an office and i had radio one on and you had the same song like twice in a mm. day but for the we i was
0: in a poundland uh a couple of weeks back And like the The album they had on Was like Nothing I've heard before It was like that Really awful Christmas music Where it wasn't even Like Wham Or um, I keep We keep mentioning Wham it's, it's There is other songs like sleigh bells. Yeah but no It was like that kind of stuff And it was like Just <laughs> a kind of woman Wafting on about Sort of over. <laughs> And it was just like this It was just sort of Really awful Awful like, It was like something From like an 80s uh Like straight to VHS film But like a whole album's worth of it It was like the worst possible music. Uh, so yeah, uh, condo- condolences to anyone actually having to deal with
2: that. Uh, I have a naughty, which is uh, it's, a, it's a perennial favourite here, uh, another green one, uh, which is using still images to prove moving actions. Just always good, mm. always which, really enjoyable. Which is
3: also yep. VR related.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So there's a haughty and there's a naughty about this. Again, still images prove absolutely nothing. Um, in addition to that, using still images and other still images to counter that argument at the same time, yeah. and then a whole collective fan base deciding that, well, I've got evidence that actually it wasn't an offside because yeah. you can't see a foot here. I, fucking, I have no idea what you're talking you, about, mate. You've you, absolutely lost. I've you're also
0: ruining the, fil- uh, ruining the film JFK there. That's basically what JF- the, the film JFK and that whole thing's all about. Like back, into yeah. <laughs> back into
3: the life Back into the light. Back into the light. Excellent. Um, My naughty, um, which is also partly a hottie, is a BT sport on this occasion because my, well, the hottie is that they did about a 500-hour build-up to the cup final. (laughs) But the naughty is that they waited until it was an old fun final. So people have, (laughs) you know, they've they've had, "Oh, oh, they really care about Scottish football so much more than Sky. At the end of the day, they've done exactly the same thing, which is when it's, Motherwell versus Celtic. When it's Aberdeen versus Celtic, mm. they give it an hour. When it's Rangers versus Celtic, it's like everything grinds to a halt. And um, so, and, and that that coupled with their famous um, semi-final preview um, from two years ago, um, <laughs> that's why they're my naughty yeah.
0: Can I say I don't give a shit about those? Anything pre-match, I find completely boring. Like if and if they literally just cut to two minutes in fact sometimes in Alba do or like the BBC Scotland channel, they cut to the game literally two minutes beforehand, like somebody says like one line about the game and, and then they just get, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then they just get to it. Like that's fine. I like, I have absolutely honestly no interest in like six hours of people. You're right, the whole thing is obviously at Rangers Celtic. I wouldn't even watch it if it was like Aberdeen against Dundee United. I just I've got absolutely no interest in just platitudes and kind of it's going to be a really tough game and like the only bit that's interesting in that is like the the road to the final stuff where they just show the highlights of the games leading up to it if they had the road to the final, then like 30 seconds of here are the pundits for the game and they went to the game, that would that would do well, for me.
3: Let me tell you, Andy, you would love to live in somewhere like Australia and get right. the SPFL World feed because you put the game on and what you get is a camera behind the goal for about five minutes <laughs> with a screen with a screen that just tells you who the two teams are. Literally just recording like the fans streaming into the <laughs> stadium. No voice That's over. That's a dream. Then it basically cuts. Almost like about a split second before the game kicks <laughs> off to whoever the commentator is for Sky or BT, and then at half time, you just get adverts for 15 minutes. Right. Maybe if you're lucky, like uh, some highlights with no commentary over right. the top, like just a loop of the game. Yeah, yeah, know what they do in back on the that, second yeah. half, and then it's literally on the final whistle. It <laughs> off. Or, in, or in the case of the Celtic versus Inverness um, Scottish Cup semi final. At the full time whistle, After ninety minutes. It fucked. I oh, really spent <laughs> the game. <laughs> over to time. Um, by That's the brutal. time I put it back on, at Inverness for the uh, two-one
0: up. <laughs> <laughs> That's brutal. Uh, I, I quite, I quite like that. I do like the pundits at half time. It's just the uh, sixty hours of build up before. Just, just
2: very briefly on that as well. I found the option on uh, Premier or on oh, yeah, Prime, Amazon Prime Video. Yeah, yeah. Amazon Prime Video, the option of muting Alan Shearer is unrivalled as broadcasting hmm. principle, I, I, as an opportunity to just mute people that you don't yeah. want to hear. Brilliant. See, we could even just mute individual people on the commentary as well because yeah. you've got two, you've got two microphones there. You could presumably mute one or the other. I quite happily listen to a commentator. I'm not listening to Alun. Mm. The, the, when they've done it,
0: whenever it's been like a World Cup game or something, and they've just had the commentator because for whatever reason a pundit's not been able to get across country to like, yeah, yeah. do a game. It's ten times better. Like unless unless it's like, like a McCoy's thing where it's somebody who genuinely adds something interesting or somebody who's yeah. like got a real insight, like maybe Neville has in the past. It's totally irrelevant. And, like, I just uh, uh,
3: the, the highlight I remember was the two thousand and fourteen World Cup, two thousand ten World right. Cup semi final. It was. What um, was it? Yeah, it was it was Germany. Sorry, Italy, Germany, Spain, maybe, and it was one 0 Yeah, the game, yeah. and um, the co-commentator was ill. Right, and so it was I think Jonathan Pierce doing it on his own, and <laughs> I'm not a big fan of Jonathan Pierce necessarily, not since he's kind of mid nineties. Sir killer yeah, yeah, but. It was great. You're right. Like yeah. just just one guy just explaining yeah. what you Just wrong. doing it actually. good enough. Yes. That's yeah. The, yeah, like, yeah. That's true. The, yeah. It, there is nothing worse than watching like some uh, Saturday night like Copa Libertadores that's game, true. Yeah. and it's like a boy that's like like he's clearly doing it for his show reel. Yeah. So he's yeah. Like yeah. so, he's like it's overly like yeah. He's not just affected. talking about
0: the game. Yeah. 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 Um, I've got one uh, naughty, which is uh, the film Hobson Shaw. Now, we've been meaning to do a Fast and the Furious deep dive for about two years now, and we've never got around to it, and this isn't the time to start uh, because we've got to talk about football or something, but Hobbs and Shaw is a huge disappointment. I've watched it. I've not watched many films over the past five months because I have to watch things in like half-hour installments, but uh, I was really looking forward to seeing Hobbs and Shaw because I was like, love the Fast and Furious films, I enjoy The Rock, Enjoy enjoyed Jason Statham Like how can we go wrong And how do you go wrong Because the script is rubbish I mean even by Fast and Furious standards I thought it was I will pants.
2: leave you to that Because we'll get onto that a different day Because I actually re- I thought it was absolutely Sensational Whoa. stupid fun um, My final hottie is just Duncan Ferguson um, right. We've all yes. seen it but yes, Cuddling ball boys Throwing them about Like they're empty crisp packets absolutely fantastic I, I absolutely
3: adored every single minute of him going absolutely taunted the, the first time he left up the ball boy I thought he was one of the subs he uh, <laughs> yeah, yes, had yes, a bib yeah. on and I was like who hey, is that midget on the bench for?" <laughs> uh, and then, and then I think that might have dog. been
0: my lowest moment in the WhatsApp group with that joke about <laughs> Bernard's watch <laughs> <laughs> which I instantly regretted uh, and then there was like tumbleweed for quite a long time afterwards until that's think like pretty much every time I post <laughs> I don't know <laughs> it. the same. right
2: okey doke okay. So, we will get on to some actual football action, um, as there was some this weekend. Um, we'll start with, I suppose, kind of obviously start with the Betfred Cup Finals, the first trophy of the season. And how, in the name of anything, did Rangers fail to win the, their first trophy? The of, of the season. <laughs> yeah.
3: Uh, it was... Uh... Yeah I've i, I I'm always speechless From the game I was just uh, A couple of my, my colleagues Were at the game Both Rangers fans Today And, and both of them oh, Were like they didn't, they didn't really know What to say mm. about it Like uh, It just yeah, They were They were so I wouldn't say good They were so dominant yeah. um, Celtic I had misgivings About the Celtic Line up As soon as I saw it With the two full backs That they had Playing with the um, even though we can get we can get onto selection Morgan playing through the middle mm-hmm. he'd done well in um, the Europa League game against yeah. Wren he'd done well in a couple of league games against okay um, not necessarily brilliant opposition so it wasn't in itself that it was a problem it was just that kind of you know it's like
2: turning up at hand yeah. and you want the strongest to live yeah. in and it, it felt a big distance it's from it, that
3: the principle of two weaknesses isn't it um, play a lot of chess and that's what that's what they say principle of two weaknesses <laughs> when your opponents, if your opponent's got one weakness you can kind of live with that but when your opponent's got two weaknesses that's what you exploit because they mm-hmm. can't really defend them both at the same mm-hmm. time so they had shit fullbacks or not shit full backs, but they had less than um, less than their best fullbacks yep. and they had nothing up front and Rangers just, just played into both of those things
0: yeah it was uh, similar to the um, the game where Mickey Johnson started for yeah, Celtic at it Ibrox which, which was, was like just Callum McGregor at left back yes exactly you're right uh, and it was just that whole issue of the, the ball would go forward. In fact, it got to the point where actually Celtic had no confidence in putting the ball forward because they knew it was just going to come back. So what they ended up doing was trying to kind of keep possession, but it, they were too slow at doing it and Rangers were good at pressing them. And it just meant there was never anywhere for them to go the whole way through. And as you say, the, the full-backs, I, th- I thought he's a really poor game. I mean, he stuck at it, but I thought he was he was poor. The Fringpong was all right until they send it off but they didn't really have that out ball particularly I don't know Hayes and Pong are both capable for- of it but Forrest they didn't yeah it's Forrest sure, is poor seems yeah. to have
3: scored in the League Cup final almost every year up until now but yeah, it, was, yeah. it, was, it
0: was dreadful and uh, it was just that lack of I mean I think you saw, we'll, we'll kind of come on to it, I guess but you saw it when Edward for about the 10 minutes that Edward was on and he was kind of fit the difference it made having somebody who could occupy the two centre halves just made such a difference to Celtic being able to have a bit of confidence to get up the pitch to kind of give it to somebody who might do something like you know when he the, the free kick that led to the goal. Yeah. And just in that first hour, they just had absolutely nothing.
2: Yeah, they were getting absolutely pummeled by Rangers um, with wave after a wave attack. Um, Fraser Foster set out still early with. I find Fraser Foster a very odd goalkeeper because he seems to have the ability to I know this is going to sound daft, but stop shots and what I mean is like the Ryan Jack shot which was heading for the corner he doesn't bat it out he doesn't bat it to the side he seems to have the ability to just stick out his arm and his big paw and stop balls so it drops mm-hmm. on the ground beside him and he did that a couple of times throughout the game and we've seen him do it a few times this season as well and I've not seen a huge number of other goalkeepers that can do yeah. that as a whole it Just it, you generally bat it away you put it out the side you put it off a corner if you're Craig Samson you put it in the 6 yard box <laughs> but if you're, if, you, if you're Fraser Foster you just stop the ball dead while in the air But it seems like a, uh-huh. an, an interesting skill to have but again he was it was an absolute colossus throughout the game for Celtic as yeah. well um, from that was his sort of first bit of action they had a shaky win which went through his legs but because it was his day as it turned out he got away with it um, and while Celtic I thought <laughs> had very little going forward defensively I thought they looked okay there was was always bodies coming out to cover everyone seemed very much that they were looking out for one another and my overall feeling from the game is that Celtic are going to win another treble Mm -hmm. this year because this is Sunday was the the dream scenario for any team turning up to play an old firm team at at a cup final because you've got to have your best day and they've got to have a bad day the last sort of three or four years, Celtic have been very, very good in Cup Finals. The Motherwell won, the Aberdeen won. While the, the Aberdeen one, they weren't as dominant as they have been in other games. In the Motherwell game, perhaps, they weren't as dominant until Kipri was sent off as well. And the Aberdeen Final before that as well, where they absolutely thumped them. They've been very, very good in those games and done more than enough to see it through. Um, you saw it a little bit in the Scottish Cup Final last year. They didn't have a great start against Hearts, but then when they had to turn it oh. up, they could. And on... Sunday they'd never really even got to the point where well we need to turn it up here mm. it was just such a such a quick shift from being nothing each to goals and giving me a ludicrous free kick by just deciding well I'm going to see how I'm going to kick up Edward it, uh, it, so felt, it I, felt like he was trying to lay down a marker yeah, did, yeah,
3: side, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And, and the marker he laid down was I'm going to chuck the game yeah, essentially did, yeah. yeah, ultimately um, yeah
2: uh, but yeah, I I, I think Celtic are, gonna win, are, are going to win another treble this season because are they going to have another day that's as bad as that, and be as fortunate as that again? Probably yeah. not. Like,
0: yeah, but then I, I think they've I think Rangers have shown that they can dominate games against Celtic. I mean, that's not the first time they've done it, and yeah. I think that's that. If you're a Rangers fan, that's probably the thing you take away. That this isn't it's the, uh, it's the
2: first time it's mattered though. Yeah, being, but, uh, being dominant the last last season, they they, they won two games comfortably. Yeah. The first one, yeah, probably did matter. The second yeah. one,
0: by that point... No, the, the second one didn't so much, but the the first one, there was still a lot yeah. riding on it at that point. And I think, and even the second one that didn't, there's there's a mentality thing there that Rangers have gone, well, we're going to take control of this game and Celtic are going to get a, a look in. And so I think if if you're going to take positives from it, Rangers have now done that three times to Celtic in uh, the space of a, a year, pretty much, Uh And when was the last time you could say that For a Rangers team I mean you're right I think Celtic will probably Win the league And there's a more than good chance They'll win the the Scottish Cup But There's that It's that I think if We hadn't seen it before The fact that Rangers would dominate for so long Would have been a surprise I think the fact we've actually seen it twice Where That that first uh, Game at Ibrox uh, At the start of the year Kind of Christmas time it was just so dominant from start to finish that game and you kept on expecting in that one Rangers are going to drop off surely they'll get tired surely Celtic will come into it and they never did and I think the same happened to a degree I think uh, Rangers were kind of demoralised a bit after the penalty miss and the fact Celtic actually managed to regroup after the sending off which You're was better at ten- better at ten- <laughs> they were yeah and, and I think it helped in terms of maybe moving Ayer to right back and, and bringing Beter on but that would give you some confidence that you can do it again. I'm not convinced that they'll go to Parkhead and win, but you think if the league is still in the balance, next time they go to Ibrox that they're still capable of. But that's doing the thing. It.
2: If they if they don't be if they don't beat Celtic at Parkhead, then the league probably possibly isn't the balance because then you look at six points. Yeah, but uh,
0: and before, you, before but, yeah. you get to that game but again, it's, it's, it's <clears throat> Lennon's Celtic team are quite weird in that they do look. Really dominant a lot, but when they're bad, they're really, really bad. And that's the only thing that you can probably hope from from a Rangers' point of view with regards to Celtic is that on the occasional time they they stink up, they, right, they totally stink the place So, out.
2: Uh, in, in terms of the big decisions in the game, obviously <clears throat> the it looks very much like Julian is offside. Yeah, yes, yeah.
3: yeah, it obviously it's, it's a funny one. Like I, I don't know you were mentioning these still yeah. images before, but I was watching it back because. When I watched the game, I was like, there's a Rangers player that just disappears at one point. And I watched it back and I've been looking at, like, like forensically analysing this goal. And it's like been driving me mental because Hellander's there in one picture from behind the goal. You see him, he's, he's standing in front of Julian. And then you mm. go through this, you literally, <laughs> you literally kind of see him. You maybe see the wee corner of his head and. You can't. Motherwell, mother
2: mother mother had a lot of centre halves similar to that. Like they were there, and then they just want the a fucking.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but it's, um, it, it's strange. But the one thing from that is, from what you see from that, is Hellander is tight to Julian. You can see that from behind the goal, and yet by the time the ball gets to Julian, there's nobody within three yards of him. Now, yeah, he's probably almost certainly offside, but that's bad defending to let your man run off you. And it's an incredible finish. Yeah, they yeah, yeah. Just opens his foot up. And... Um, but yeah, so it's 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 a very funny decision. Um, and some reason, I don't remember many people thinking it was offside live. It's not one that you go, it was it such was, a it clear was definitely decision." But it, but ultimately, it was. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, they can they can kind of count themselves hard done by. There was the, the one big decision before that, the alleged big decision, which was that Brown on... Um, yeah, yeah I don't think that was a penalty. I don't, I don't understand. It, it just wasn't.
2: No, I
0: didn't think it was a penalty at the time. I wasn't
2: I was, I was I wasn't watching the telly I was watching it, so I wasn't totally sure whether it was, again, one of those ones I was looking at going, could have been, don't know, watching it back. Nah, not for me. But but yeah, then, so,
3: so Celtic get the goal, and you think, oh, they're, they're trying to see this out, and instead it was like... Kind of clown car stuff at the back, and it happened a couple of times. I think, I think it was Iyer cleared it straight off Julian, and mm-hmm. then it ricocheted yeah. into the path. Now I felt the two centre halves were. I, I kind of agree with you that as a whole, as a unit, Celtic defended reasonably well, with eleven v eleven, but they they did grant Rangers a lot of mm-hmm. chances. Yeah. But then when it went 10v11, 10, 10 they defended much better, because before that, there were these kind of moments, you know, it was Ayer and Julian, they just seemed, they just seemed a bit slack than usual, and that was kind of a, a sign of it. And then um, Frimpong is in some ways just caught out, he's not I mean, It's not even, you yeah, uh, won't even really say it was a mistake by him, yeah. it's just, because you, you're, your defender's clearing the ball, yeah, yeah, you're not yeah, really yeah. expecting that to yeah, happen, and... Yeah. Um, and yeah, it, was a, it was a pain it was a red card even if even if he didn't think so
2: no uh, yeah <laughs> it, it, it seems entirely fair then obviously Morelos misses a penalty which was absolutely terrible after uh, Gerald said that Morelos was the designated penalty taker no, 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 no. I'm not buying that either no I'm no. not, I'm not but the, the way Tavernier it almost looked like you presented the role yeah, yeah, yeah. it was misjudged from <clears <clears throat> <tapping> throat> which felt a big like, here's a big
3: drama bit like, <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah, just yeah. fucking take the ball given the game Morelos had been having which I, I actually think Morelos played well as a footballer just not as a striker mm-hmm. mm-hmm. like he terrorised the defenders yeah. up until he got yeah. in front of goal which has been a, a kind of common story with him but um, the game he'd been having like if he is taking the penalty, just let it. all will be quiet. Don't make a big, Don't big knows, show yeah. of this guy. This is such a big moment. This—it's almost like putting it into Morelos, he said, By the know, way This is them. a big yeah, moment yeah, for yeah. you. And it's, it's, it's buck passing. It's, it's buck passing from Thalmane. though. like he's the captain, yeah. he's taking the penalties, and and yeah, yeah, maybe he's missed a couple, but he's a good penalty taker. He's he's shown that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he just got a lot of penalties, and he's scored a lot yeah. of penalties. So the guy um, should be. If in some way they should be taking it in the big moment you're the captain and, and it was un, uncaptainly yeah. Actual, yeah, I've, I've never
2: been a big believer of, of captains having such a, <clears throat> an overwhelming effect on most teams and in some there are obviously some exceptions you're huge characters that carry your team Um but you if you've only got the one captain in your team anyway you're fucked in the first place because yeah. you need guys yeah. that need the big mentality you need to have that and that that's an absolutely screaming loser
0: see if if uh, With hindsight, I mean with hindsight he should have taken it But in the time given the game that he was having And given the fact that Tavernier's missed a few penalties Which is presumably why there was a bit of debate as to who was going to take it As a Rangers player, one of the more senior ones Maybe at Arfield or someday, did you go I'm going to actually I'm going to take this or, does, or does, is there something that you do to say look you're not taking this penalty because you're 100% going
3: to miss it like, there, I mean someone like Arsenal taking taken penalties in his yeah, career I'm yeah. pretty sure I'm sure I remember him even taking them all the way back from when he played for Falkirk yeah. um, he feels like a, I'm sure he has a penalty taker in and all another guy yeah, just yeah, saying, yeah. you smash a ball he's just, and he's he's quite nerveless yeah. um, and, and whereas Morelos for all that I'm an enormous fan of his he is a temperamental player. Yes. And yeah. Temperamental player. He do was things like that. Yeah.
2: It was either going straight at the top corner with like an absolute shot, yeah. or exactly. What I was thought gonna... I
3: thought it was going to go forty yards over the bar. That was my yeah. style, but yeah. um... that was
2: my prediction as well. And then I was enormously impressed in in the way that Celtic managed the game forward. Yeah, yeah. That down to ten men, and you're looking at the clock going it's best but half an hour here. Yeah. Difficult thing to do. And they just and then the next time I looked at the clock, it was like eighty-two minutes. It just for that sort of twenty-minute period, Celtic just chewed up the clock and slowed mm. down the all game. The, all the kind of fake injuries. And yeah, the, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: But yeah. I, th- I think sorry, Craig. I think they also there was an element of well, we don't need to even pretend to look like we're scoring. I mean, I think in that period for the first hour where they were getting hammered, they're kind of caught in that no man's land between needing to defend yeah, because yeah. they're under so much of the cost but also realising that they still have to try and score a goal at the other end whereas as soon as they scored it was a case especially after they lost the penalty it was just a case of right if we get a breakaway like they did with the Edward uh, into Johnson one great but if we don't you know what it doesn't matter just get everyone behind the, the ball and make it as hard as possible it kind it, of it, uh, sometimes and you send us off any of the complexity just kind of comes out of it and I'm just like, it's yeah. just re- reversed uh, to the simple it's, thing.
3: It's sometimes that's what people need, just clarity of yeah. thought. You don't about it, and I'm just, I'm just defending I never have yeah. one job yeah. to do rather yeah, than yeah, anything else so let's, let's just keep it as simple as we possibly can. I, mean, I, think, I think Gerard's uh, substitutions didn't work at all. No, Bar- no. Barker, um, Barker didn't influence the game in the slightest. Defoe didn't influence the game in the Bill slightest. Bill touched the ball. No. Um, so they, they, they were kind of missteps and especially I think he took Kamara off first, is that right? And yeah. I mean, Kamara was on a booking um, and, and he's obviously not necessarily an attacking player but they lost the midfield a wee bit and, mm-hmm. and Brown was able to get on the ball a bit more and McGregor was able to get on the ball a bit more and it just let those players kind of yeah. be in the game yeah. and and it just yeah so that that kind of felt bad but I, for all the saves that Foster did make I don't remember him making many big ones after it was 1-0 no the penalty, no. The penalty Yeah.
2: anyway so we'll get on to the rest of the weekend's action um We'll start at uh, Livingston. Do we, we have to? Yeah, we do, we do. <laughs> um big win, big winners this weekend after after just uh, just about playing themselves back into form came out and absolutely uh, thumped the Lessio come on Yeah, they were
3: they were really good, Livingston. Um it, it was yeah, I mean I've I've always been a big kind of fan of their team and what they do, but it's obviously not really been working for them recently, but they um from from the start of the game they controlled it. Um Dykes uh, up for the first first time i think I've actually seen him playing in the flesh that I know of anyway um and he, he was fantastic he reminded me a lot of um sort of stephen Naismith but with physicality mm-hmm. and so that that's a good combination yeah. to have he's aggressive he's um he runs the channels but he also is a dick and he <laughs> puts himself about in like really awkward and annoying ways mm-hmm. i also said that half. While he didn't force a mistake out of them, every single time Brunescu or Bruce or Del Fabro had the ball, he was running at them. Just making them think, making them, you know, not giving them the chance to pass yeah, it into yeah, the yeah. midfield. Just those little things that don't seem like much, but they just add up into disrupting the flow of another mm-hmm. team. And if we're talking about Stephen Naismith being injury prone and you're looking at who's going to lead the line for Scotland and he's now coming out and said it, he, he offers a lot of what Scotland won yeah. from a
0: centre forward he's selfless he's pretty selfless you yeah, I I mean, saw that at Queen's when he I mean Dobby was obviously the main man there but a lot of uh, what helped with Dobby is that Dykes could occupy the centre half as well so it would give Dobby a bit more space to kind of because you could you can imagine when you're you're playing Dobby that your main tactic is to focus all your There's efforts on Dobby, debate. but 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 Dykes Dykes kind of makes it difficult for defenders to do that, yeah. and he, he wasn't so bothered. You know, if he scored great, but it didn't. It yeah. wasn't the the biggest part of his game necessarily. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you can see that, and it's the same with Livingston that he's, he's a smart player. And he's not he's not a hugely greedy player. They'll he will kind of work for the team and. Do what he needs to do.
3: Yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's only six goals for the season, yeah. which is not like no, I no, no, yeah, like, yeah. more than, probably more than, I don't know. I, I don't know the facts. But it feels like it's more than any level he scored last season in the whole season. Well, how could, but well, how how it, how it how how go like <laughs> ten or yeah, something from Celtic? Um, but apart from that as well, I mean the back the back four was fine. I and mean, Taylor Sinclair was playing. And I, I'd like to um, I like to um, say Craig Fowler he, I mean the Patreon from the last time was getting slagged for not recognizing him. I knew he was playing and he didn't. He didn't look like Aaron Taylor. Sinclair. <laughs> like, like he was much whiter than I remembered. Apart from anything, like, but but apparently it was him, and he, and he, he had a, a decent game. So um, for for those for Tony that was asking, he looked alright.
0: Um, but yeah. you uh, you have a bit of an issue with Brinescu, don't you? Uh, based yeah, on your yeah. what, based on the WhatsApp group. But
3: it, it, the problem with Brinescu is like he doesn't. The defenders don't trust him because well twice in the last three games he's come out or sorry the two, three games before that St Johnston and two weeks ago his hearts he's came out and just completely cleaned out Gary Dicker at a set piece <laughs> completely just punched all the way through him and the defenders are, are not clear what's happening but then other times and we saw every single ball that Livy put in and remember Livy are a big team Livy mm. are a team that are a threat from set pieces you want your goalkeeper to come out and command his area and he didn't and you saw those chances and he was he was getting talked up for making good saves and he did not make good saves but those saves came because he was standing on his line from a save. corner When it's coming to his 6 yard box And you see yeah. that for definitely the, the first goal yeah. that, that ball's in his 6 yard box And he's rooted on his line yeah. And it's not what you want from a goalkeeper And, and on top of that his distribution was, was atrocious Another couple of chances The the one where um, he made a good save With his feet from Wallace, I think it was in the first half Came directly from him kicking the ball Into the wind Not thinking
2: about the wind being high in air and like spinning back towards them. As, as we said, I was on SNS this, uh, today looking for pictures and I would say just about every game looked as miserable yeah, a game, were, as, miserable yeah, as, yeah, a game yeah. as I've seen in a year or so. It just looked absolutely dire everywhere.
3: And and Kylip got, I mean, signed this guy Koprovic who's a Slovenian international. Now, he could be the Slovenian Jordan Archer, we don't know, yeah. but it <laughs> seems like he's worth a go. Um, Do you think he will get a, a shot fairly soon now? It's hard to tell, to be honest. Yeah. But I, I, the the defenders, the centre half, don't trust him no. that's pretty clear. Um, but but all in all, to be honest, that I'm singling him out because I I think he's a problem with the team. But nobody played well. Um, and literally everything everything that could go badly just did. And um, Liam Miller just didn't affect the game. He doesn't do enough for me. Um. Mackenzie was was fairly decent. He was probably about the best player. The centre halfs were okay. Bruce is far too slow. You, you really notice the difference between him and Findley. Um, Hamilton probably won his poorest games. So was was all right. Um, yeah, and then maybe Alan Powers had two really stinking games in a row. Um, that that midfield three works in certain games, but when we're playing against teams who are like us. You need, you, need they, someone, you need someone different, hotel. yeah, um, and and that's why you see the, the teams that have played play like Kelly. So you're looking at um, Aberdeen, St Johnston, um, Livingston. Yeah. Have kind of that style of football. Have had joy against us because mm-hmm. we can't break our own system down. <laughs> um, but but I wanted to kind of focus on on Livingston uh, generally. Um, the the midfield three I thought was tremendous. Um, Bartley was um, was the best midfielder on the park in unreal. that particular game. He, the the
2: guy is absolutely unreal, given that he keeps highlighting that. Uh, my career's winding down. I, I mean, maybe it is, but you you look as you look more of a Premiership player right He's now. Better there than i first remember yeah. Hibs. yeah,
3: yeah. Um, and he was playing. Uh, Sybils was playing deep next to him, um, and Sybils had a really great game. Uh, Sybils, a player that's obviously been a lot of hype about.
2: forever. Mm-hmm. has always seemed like a decent player, yeah. but has never. Really kicked on from where we saw him at Falco. Um and and, and I kind of
3: wondered if his time would be up because it never he never kind of the same at Falco, yeah, sorry Levy. He never really bust his way in, and then Pittman being back and Pittman was in, he didn't influence the game as much as the other two, but he's just he's running and behind and all yeah. that just just annoys you. Um, so yeah, they they I thought I thought they were very good. As I say, I'm a big admirer of what they do. Kelly, this this transfer window can't come soon enough. Um, as I said, I think it's a, a miracle from both the players and and from the manager, that we are where we are with the squad we have because, uh, we were talking about this at the game on Saturday, basically since Greg Stewart left almost a year ago, we've been winning games on sheer willpower Mm -hmm. and nothing else. There's no, like, there's there's not a lot of quality in the squad. What there is is just a lot of brilliant attitude. But you're going to go through spells like this. We we went through it in sort of February, March last year and then we, we managed to kind of, rest win the games into the end of the season we need to see him again James Fowler's come in as um, director of football or whatever it is and he's kind of responsible for recruitment they need to get it right there should be budget there to play with because we've sold Greg Taylor for like 2 million quid there's no way the players that came in cost as much as the ones that left (laughs) so there should be lots of money there to play with and it's just getting the decisions right and I think it it is a big window I I think we'll probably finish top 6 but if we get the window right, we can still challenge, and if we don't, we'll, we'll be we'll be in amongst Livingston and Ross County probably.
2: I Livingston, they've come through a sort of they they've had a fairly sticky spell, which looks worse than I think it is because their whole series of just a horrible run of fixtures um, and a horrible collection of injuries as well, because their squad is so very thin as well. But you you're seeing like Lithgow coming back in as well, and it just he's such a big part of that defence as well, and it allows that gives you the flexibility for Lamy plays as well. So potentially things looking up for Livingston as well there. Uh, we'll head off to Firth Park, where we saw a couple of my favourite moments of the season so far in a 1-0 in a, in a win for Motherwell. Um, Jermaine Hilton absolutely terrorizing uh fullbacks once again, which was more than anything very good fun to watch. <laughs> um, and, yeah, Motherwell, Motherwell did okay, did just about enough to get themselves through the game. Hearts were a wee bit better than I expected. Didn't really offer a huge amount as well, but and uh, we saw Hilton absolutely destroying the hearts. I think it was Halkett, he would just disappeared well, past. I've I've big issues with Jamie Brandon for that goal. Not, I mean,
3: first of all, he's the right back, and that's in the right back position. And Halkett's out there now. I don't know what happened before, so it's not necessarily his fault because he may have been up the park, whatever. Yeah. But well, also playing a back
2: three as well, so there there's so there's should speak.
3: be. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, is, yeah. What you see is Brandon as a defender jogging back and behind Halkett and he just had no awareness of the danger which is um, is, is criminal for me uh, not to take away from yeah.
2: a good play uh, it, was, it was a smashing play from Hilton and again the, the finish from Long Long's a funny one because he continually looks like he might be absolutely brilliant mm-hmm. but then seems to just disappear at a game so wee bits and pieces at a time um, but yeah bit of a funny one there um, but broadly we were just quite it, it felt like a professional performance as well as I said Hearts were better are elements of Hearts, which again you continue to look at and watch, like who the fuck is making like any decision here? Like having uh, also having Berra on the left hand side of a back three, he's miles off of it. Like he just, he looks, he, he looks like uh you've dropped in one of your mates who's tall because you need a body at Sunday League at the weekend. He, he's just, he needs time out of the team because he's either not fit or he has actually just finished. Um, and he's trying to get him sh- one way or another. There were three, there were a bunch of times in the game where he just looked, he was just beginning to just look daft more than anything else. Um, so did have the, the sort of gentlest bit of sympathy for him. But uh, in terms of great moments in the game, obviously Hilton's nutmeg was good. Uh, very little was as good as Liam Donnelly's booking of the season. Um, <laughs> hearts breaking from a, corner late, from a corner after maybe 20 minutes to go. Donnelly sprinting to catch up with Mulraney and just taking him down with no hesitation on the halfway line, which I've got all the time in the world for. Uh, Jake Mulraney, uh swearing uh, directly at the referee and got himself put off. Um, the best moment I think followed that however when Muller really kept the ball down in the corner for what felt like about 15 minutes. Um, Hearts finally got a free kick. Um, players charging forward ready to go and Joel Pereira just lashed the, the free kick straight out of play. Which was you just you heard like the echo of just like loads and loads of seats folding <laughs> up as the Hearts fans all fucked off at that point. It was very very good fun. Um, about his professional performance from Motherwell as as we've seen all season mm-hmm. really, in what's been a very good week. Um, and and we've scored eight goals, taken nine points, and not conceded anything. Mm-hmm. Which at the start of the week I thought we might get maybe six seven points out of the week to end up with nine and go back at third place comfortably in the end in all three games sort of sluggish in the 20, first 20 minutes of every game but then playing ourselves into the game whereas last year we'd maybe be better in the first 20 minutes and then drop out of the game we're winning games I, I really can't possibly complain about it at all what, what do you think of the red card to,
0: like. uh, I mean uh, 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 that must happen about five times a game in terms of uh, somebody telling a referee to fuck off like it must happen and I, uh, that was it wasn't it that was purely yeah. it, see,
3: see, it? See, what I reckon is there's like there's two different types of fuck yeah. off there's like oh I see, did see yeah, like, the little there's fuck off and yeah. there's fuck off yeah so it's it's almost like if the referee says oh I gave that why did you give that decision if oh I thought he filled him oh fuck off it's more like a is it oh like a I disagree policy? yeah 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 maybe that's, yeah. A, you, yeah, that's true, you turn into someone and go oh fuck off it's like an yeah.
0: I mean I I, uh, I, don't, I don't necessarily think that he shouldn't get a red card for yeah, that but I just think it probably <laughs> does happen quite a lot and it, but, but you know maybe, maybe Mulraney's had a go at him a bunch of times yeah, over the course of the game know. and he's just like he, he, it's the last yeah, draw as, as, moves, as, but, as I
2: said Mulraney kept the ball in the corner up there for what felt like about 15 minutes and Harts were just
0: losing their head I I I just don't know with Hearts in terms of... I still am not convinced and we'll maybe find out differently in a, a couple of months uh, when Stendhal's had a chance to have a look at them, but I, I still am not convinced this Hearts team is actually good. I think they're still playing below the well, level should, that they yeah. are, but I'm not convinced there's enough players there that they're going to be especially great, even with...
2: Well, everyone Linder was and, good. Machino was quite good. Claire was absolutely anonymous. Yeah. Walker was absolutely anonymous. Moray was pointless until I like, get himself put off uh, Halkett doesn't look quite fit yet because no. he's, he's just doing daft things like getting himself over committed into situations which again last season he just didn't do but then, it,
0: but then last season he was in a, a defence that all yeah. three of them knew what they were doing and didn't have Christoph better alongside them like, I think that's the it
2: just, it just feels a case of like saying right, this is the system we're going to play this is the role you've mm-hmm. got like, I can't do that no like I, I don't know how to play that role and it's 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 probably fine to do that like what Kilmarnock have done is look at the players you've got and you're getting an awful lot it's, it's the yeah. opposite of Kilmarnock and yeah. you're getting an awful lot out of players through organisation and playing to everybody's individual strengths yeah. like get the fullbacks we've got quick fullbacks so what will we do we'll get them hurtle up and down the lines because we've got those players to do it whereas Hearts you're going right we've got what have we got right so we've got this so what we're going to play is we're, we're going to play football from the we're play football with a high lane I'm Christoph Berra, and I've mm. absolutely no legs. It'll be fine. The system will work because the system's what's important. There's no, no pace in that. No, I, I not
0: do, like, I'm not even convinced they have a system. That's the thing they've got because Mulroney the only one with any pace, and he can't deliver a final ball. I I don't know what they're supposed to do, and that's why I, I'm not convinced this team's good. There, there's individual people in that team are good, but as a as a yeah. squad, that is not a well balanced, like well built squad. It's a it's a collection of people. Some of who are playing below their level Some who are playing at their level And some are playing probably still above <laughs> above their level it, But it, it's just a kind of general collection There is no sense of what we're doing so, so the fact that they've finally got a new manager in It's going to be interesting to see I have absolutely no idea who this guy is Or how he plays football But and I, I'm already against him because the fact Hart's announced it just as I was leaving the office or about to leave the office on uh, Saturday, so I'm already the, kind of against him. The, but
3: the optics of appointing a manager at six o'clock yeah. immediately after you get beat or not good, especially when he, he's obviously not first
2: choice, like and then when you, you use that opportunity to, to have a go yes, at have was, a go at Hibs in your statement yeah. as well. The team that I mean, appointed a manager that's doing quite well, and the, the were, you yeah, could yeah. add that was yeah. that was very Jim trainer, I have to say. Yeah, you had yeah, one yeah, staff, yeah. yeah, but instead, to them for reasons, and now you've got John
3: Daly. Um, that's worked <laughs> really well on the whole. But but is this? I mean, they they've had they interviewed a bunch of people and then bring someone else in. It's, it's kind of got shades of Hacking when he was mm. not first choice at Hibs, and maybe Wack, a wacky good, character. Yeah, but yeah maybe he yeah, yeah. will be a good manager. It, from the sounds of things, he really loved him at Barnsley. Right.
2: Him, but they, they like taking bottom. As well. there'll, be, <laughs> there'll, there'll be a, a plane above Gorgate soon enough. Yeah. Uh, so we'll head to the. I was about to call it the Hope CBD but it's not even that it's the founding of, I'm not even sure it is the fountain stadium uh, either I think it is think Gary it's was saying it changed the is lot, it again? Possibly, I I've Hamilton on. so we'll go to Hamilton um, sponsor of, but we'll go to Hamilton <laughs> um, who were defeated by St Mirren as Cammy McPherson thumped one yeah. as well that was a right really, yeah.
0: Yeah. Hamilton are in serious trouble. We you know that thing. They even mentioned it in sports thing before. Hamilton <laughs> serious
2: trouble is I know. I know, I know. I know. I
0: know. But but they mentioned it in sports thing before the game about you know a Hamilton. You know every five or six games Hamilton will pick up a, a result and they'll they'll get a win. That's ten games now. Like that's that's more than even by normal Hamilton kind of poor run of form standards go. And the fact that I mean probably yes they will win the next time they play. Regardless of, I don't even know who they're playing, but regardless of who they're playing, I'm sure they'll get three points next time. But they were, I look comprehensively outplayed by a St. Marin team who are kind of dismal midweek yeah. and have looked pretty moribund for, for quite a long period of time. The, the difference seemed to be the, yeah. uh,
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's the first time that was
2: has been used in the, on the terrace
0: <laughs> so it's it, it, more, I, well uh, it? I, it's on another podcast they, men- they mentioned that in reference to a number of American football teams and it stuck in my head because they mentioned it for about half the league so uh, um, so yeah, <laughs> <a ruin laughs> half, yeah. no it's alright I was just going to say <laughs> the- <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice word isn't it I it's been a long time since I heard it as well uh, and it's obviously stuck in my head um, but the difference seemed to be for St the fact they had Marais um, up there with Ibika. So midweek, St Mirren fans were kind of complaining that they didn't create anything. And it didn't really matter who was up front because nobody was creating anything from the middle. But the game at the weekend, they, those two pretty much seemed to be creating stuff for themselves. Having the two of them playing off against each other and being able to stretch and, and Pressure the Hamilton defence And just basically Kind of long balls up to them or, or Them running at the defenders Seem to be enough to Unsettle Hamilton And Well they missed Quite a lot of chances And you wouldn't Be convinced They're going to Go in a goal scoring spree Anytime soon At least against A kind of poor team They showed that They've got something They can that's, do That's
2: their first Away win of the first, yes. points. Yeah. first away yeah. points Of the season And great news For Renfrewshire Renfrew banks as well um, with uh, the Black and White Army pledge so every point that Black every point that St Mirren gain over the month of December a whole collection of St Mirren fans have pledged that they will give X amount of money for yeah. each point gained so really I did actually feel vaguely guilty about cuffing St, <laughs> St. Mirren in midweek It could have it? Be it a for points they gave away yeah, <laughs> I, yeah I was going to
0: say it could be quite a mean gesture if they come away <laughs> no points December.
2: in December just goes terribly <laughs> Ends up ends up looking like a have seen it all over Twist or something like that but uh, yeah and again it's a double hit for, for Aki's as well as we saw Alex Gogic get sent off absolutely rightfully so as well um, which again he's been a he's been a Craig Fowler favourite and a, and a big performer for them as well I,
0: I hate just to, to go behind the scenes on Alex Gogets but I hate Alex Gogic because Fowler, Fowler used him for the TV show I could not find a single clip of Alex it took me about two hours to find a clip of Alex Gogic doing Anything. I genuinely didn't see me do anything at all in any game. So for that reason I hate Alex Gorkage, But that's a nice
2: guy. Entirely reasonable. <laughs> um, we will be back to talk about Hebelia against Aberdeen just after this.
1: Hi, it's Fowler here with a quick break to tell you about Beer 52. It's always nice when you're watching a mediocre to crap football game in front of the TV. ...to knock back a couple of beers while doing so. Well, thanks to our friends at Beer 52, you have the opportunity to sip eight free exclusive craft beers from around the world. All you need to do is go to beer52.com forward slash terrace and cover just four ninety five for the postage. What's more, listeners of the terrace get two extra free beers, so that's a total of ten beers. Beer 52 traverses the globe to find the best and most interesting beer from the greatest small batch breweries planet Earth has to offer. Themes have included Germany, Korea, Norway, South Africa, California, Finland and many more. The beauty of Beer 52 is that they don't hold you to ransom. There's no lock-in and you can leave at any time. Your first box will be sent to you the next day. Just go to beer52.com forward slash terrace to get your first case of eight beers for free and don't forget, the terrace listeners get an extra two unmissable free beers. That's beer52.com forward slash terrace.
3: Seeing if it's that fucking advert about the woman, the uh, grandmother.
2: Uh, so, <laughs> 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 did, you, did you listen to that? <laughs> anyway, I barely get a
3: double team. I know, I know, I'm, I know I'm, I'm completely kind of screwing up the, the structure of the podcast. But that fucking <laughs>
2: grandmother, Jesus Christ, yeah, she's awful. She's been my naughty. Anyway, <laughs> it's just Aberdeen, Aberdeen and McInnesball rolled into Hibernian and then left after getting an absolute shoe. Mm. Uh, good. Yeah, Hibs, um,
3: Hibs were flying. Um, they had you know, they've been playing well pretty much since Ross came in, but chucking games away for the last two they did. But but this time, yeah. probably helped by the fact that Aberdeen probably had played for about 10 hours and not scored. we um, yeah. uh, probably help them somewhat. you can see there from Hibs like they've got just now got their players playing in a shape that works for them. It's quite yeah. quite um quite a lot of attackers in the team mm-hmm. compared to Aberdeen it was just packed with defenders so it kind of it kind of works out for them. You feel like Hibs under Ross will probably take a couple of shoes where they'll get beat four or five now because they're they've not got that many defensive players out out there. Yep. But when it clicks It's it's going to be an awful lot. Which
2: again is taking you back to more Neil Lennon's the He was making the use of those players in the way that they have. And again it's not even like there's a a huge turnaround in terms of the players that are being selected by Ross as they were under Heckenbottom. It's just actually giving them what appears to be a clearness in terms of what to do and in the case of Scott Allen a bit of freedom and just let him go and play passes. Mm. Don't stick him out in the wing. Let him pick up the ball in midfield and run around until they can find an angle to put a pass in, and that's what he did for two of the three goals yeah. as well. Ridiculous.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, and that first pass, the, the pass for the first goal was... The, watching
2: different. watching that in the highlights is so funny, because you know exactly... Mm. What you, you, because it, it's in the highlights, you know it's going to happen, and you just see it, you see the full-back, and you're like, why aren't you... It's Martin Boyle. Why aren't you at least three up? No, it was a goal. It <laughs> a goal. And I get, I'm absolutely delighted for Martin Boyle. He seems like... A terrific guy, and to have gone through what he's gone over the last sort of year or so, um, and then getting another knee injury in Elgin, which it was early days of the season. Just sitting watching the Betfred Cup, this is brilliant early football. I see Martin Boyle go down. This isn't oh, it was it was heartbreaking at the time, and yeah, delighted to see him back. Um, and good news for Australia as well. Yeah, well
3: uh, the, I presume he's due another call. He's, up to the he's apparently, next he's apparently a way to play against uh, Lionel Messi in the summer because Australia are in the Copa America. Of course. <laughs> Why wouldn't they be? <laughs> it's um, like Australia and Eurovision. Yeah, yeah. I, I, we, we, I don't know if the SFA have made representations, but we took football to South America, so Jesus Christ, if we can't get into the I Euros know. or whatever, get us into Copa America, Jesus <laughs> Christ. They're invited, invite anyone. Um, but yeah, apparently we're in the same group as, uh, as Argentina, so we may
2: play right. against Messi, which would be... Fantastic. Uh, um, um, yeah, Aberdeen... Just like there's again more more <laughs> Uh Scott McKenna again just looks he needs yeah, he yeah, definitely yeah. needs to be out of Aberdeen yeah. immediately. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. It, it was um it feels like one of those things when the player is it's just it's just finished with a club yep. it's just it's not his fault, it's not their fault, it's just, it's just you like see the end of the road, yeah. yeah. and they come and they come back and all of a sudden they go somewhere else and it's like and you lose your life and they're like fine but just everything he did, I mean of The chance before them um, in the first half before Hobbit scored when he, he he just kicked the ball straight Yeah. Straight to when like like eighteen years out, it's like what And what mm. in what world is that defending and for the a guy who his distribution really seemed to be improving last season. It, it was looking yeah. every inch. I mean, I mean, okay, it was probably, when the, the bids came in, it was riding on the high of like the Harry Maguire, kind of. He had he he had been a big, huge centre-half, and, and McKenna looked a bit like him, vaguely mm. in the style, and you think, right... There's something there, yeah. yeah. But... but yeah, he's just, it's just its not happening you worry it's going to go the Mark Reynolds way when Mark died turned a million pounds from Rangers and then mm. it just never happened again yeah. but yeah just, but I know that I, would, well, I was going to say the Abeldean team worked against Rangers but it didn't even they, they, I wasn't I was watching I was at they change, team but they yeah. got pummels and then they had yeah. to make changes and then they just set them out to do the same again Yeah,
2: and it's yeah
0: there it was an, another episode in the what is the point of James Wilson. I, 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 yeah, I was
2: about to say, see the flip side, you, you watch Scott Allen under Heckingbottom be like, this just isn't going to work. Mm. You can't fit this guy in this team. What are you going to do? And you look at Wilson and he clearly has something there. Mm. He's clearly a decent footballer in one way or another. So you look at the rest of Aberdeen's midfielders and going, right, I mean, Lewis Ferguson is a very good midfielder, but he's not going to win games for you. James Wilson potentially give him figure out a way yeah. to make him the focal point of the team and see if you can do that
0: yeah, yeah so, so they kind so of they humped him out to the out wide and it just doesn't well, look like we've tried that
2: we've, we've, we've tried nothing nope. and it's, it's just not doing yeah. anything for us so what else what other choices <laughs> have we got here on that positive note uh, we're going to finish off we are uh, off to record the, the patron for where Craig and I continue our slog through what are we 80 to 71 on the, the 99 Scotland players capped this decade um, which the, the deeper it was into it, the the more and more I regret to agree. Yeah, to yeah this, I, the
3: future I, I was compiling my whole list earlier, and I'm like, I've in the 40s and 50s, and I'm like, how can they? Be? We've still got episodes and episodes of this to do, so please listen to it. Do listen yep. to it. It's it's, yeah.
2: <laughs> it's absolutely going to get worse before it gets better. But it's, you want to be whole. They want to be there for the whole ride, so you can sign up to that at patreoncom slash Um The guys will be back on Thursday, I believe. Tony Anderson is hosting some sort of nonsense. I am um, so I'm sure that'll be <laughs> no, <laughs> so yes please do please do uh, tune in and get in touch with us if you think we talk shite that'd be grand thanks Craig thanks thanks Andy thank you thanks Graham Sports Social Podcast Network. 18 plus.